What's up? What's up? What's up? Here we are for another broadcast of the What's Up Cuz podcast. I am Dr. David Brock and I am here with the one and only, and I always describe and find adjectives to describe her. I'm here with the one and only, the gorgeous, always ready, face on, ready for prime time player. It is Dr. Sharon McDaniel. What's up, cuz? What's up, cousin? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, too. Man, look, it's, it's hard to believe. This is what I would call it. We didn't give it a title, but I would call this our celebration podcast, celebrating the What's Up, Cuz podcast and all that we were able to do in our first year uh, in, in broadcasting. We we didn't realize. We were like, how many did we do? How many podcasts did we right, do? Right, absolutely. To, <laughs> we had to go and I think you said look. we did like 13 or so? 13. We did 13 episodes wow. of the What's Up Cuz podcast. We covered some serious topics and some lighter topics. Uh, but I think overall we were doing what we desired to do when we started. We wanted to put information in the hands of our people and unapologetically focus on our people, which are necessary. You know, I, I had my, my uncle used to always say, and I'm trying to prove him wrong. He said, if you want to hide something from our people, put it in a book. You know, he tried mm-hmm. to say that we don't read, we don't this, we don't that. But I'm grateful that we have uh, come up with a, a platform in which we try to get uh, information into the hands of our people. And we've seen results of that. You know, we've Absolutely. heard different things over the, over the last year uh, when we launched. I think one of the ones that comes to mind for me uh, was when we did the heart disease and the, the, the yes. person actually said as a result of listening, they made an appointment to go see their doctor. You know, that, That's right. that was a, that was a winner for me, you know, when somebody heard the information and then uh, we did the getting out of debt. The well, that was the fit. one that I really, yeah. you know, with Dr. Um, Howard Slaughter, I really um, enjoyed that one because he had his, has his book and and really helped us think through. And people were saying, oh, my goodness, I need to I need to do that. We just had really tremendous guests. I mean, yeah. the number of people that we had, you know, Mike Washington, Brace Lowe, Dr. Sherry, Dr. Irv, Dr. Uh, Destin, Dr. Freeman, June. We had so many people um, just um, pretty extraordinary. You know, we were counting down like this is our first guest. This is right. our second guest, Dr. <laughs> right. Brock. We're moving on up. Yeah, <laughs> so just the, the fact that we didn't even, you and I just said, let's just do this. And um, it was really just a, a tremendous opportunity for us to get together to have people peer into the things that we think about often and just to share with our audience. So I just want to thank you for um, joining in um, with me and just being so gracious all the time. You know, we've set up the studio and you're the um, technician behind everything. I just show up. So I just really appreciate all that you do behind the scenes. No, it, it's fun. You know, one of the other ones that I really appreciated is I really appreciate it as I look back on our first year uh, of the episodes that we've done was the one that you did uh, a mother's love and how you centered yeah. that podcast uh, for all women, women that were actually natural mothers who carried a child, but those who also were surrogate mothers who stepped into the role of uh, being a mother in the life of a child. So that was a great podcast as well. And I enjoyed that one uh, as you centered the voices of women uh, because there's nothing like a mother's love. That is so true. And I enjoyed that podcast. That was one of the other ones that I re- it resonated with me. I really enjoyed that. And I really um, want to give um, another shout out to Melissa, your wife, because she stepped in and she said, well, what am I I'm like? You've been a mother to many. And so just showing us that 
um, mothers come in all um, packages. And so just um, her graciousness. And, and like I said, when I think about um, a, a Jackie um, St. John St. Jean, and then um, June um, Smith, who, who also joined us. Um, it was just absolutely extraordinary just to talk about a mother's love from various perspectives. Um, and then fa- the Father's Day. I thought yeah, the Father's Day was eye-opening. Was bu- that, was, that, was, that was one of the ones you talk about me, the last podcast we did. You said you were kind of more listening today. I remember the Father's Day when you said, I'm going to just listen. I'm going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and we, we, we had some guests there, and I'm telling you, to really hear uh, uh, Brace Lowe and just to hear from George Fleming and these other men how they shared and their transparency. In it the, was straight in the, talk, yeah, no chase. It really was. I, I was in I was in studio, but I found myself going, "Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that." You like wow. Right. You know? So it was really, really a transparent moment, and I think that um, you know I'm grateful for. Uh, the opportunity just to bring different subject matters and bring those persons because you've brought some heavy hitters when you brought in all the doctors, Dr. Earl, all, all, all the doctors, Dr. Sherry, Dr. St. McDaniel, Dr. Brock, all of the doctor, 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 doctor. Right. It was, it was worth, a whole host of doctors. It was a whole host of doctors <laughs> around. You said doc and everybody said yes. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, not me. Not you, not you, the other one, the other one. But <laughs> but that, the, the, the educational piece and peering into education and, and, and what really happened with the overturning uh, of, of affirmative action and just uh, the seriousness and whether or not our people really understood the gravity of that moment. And I, and I wonder sometimes, do they really still understand the gravity of that moment and how it affected more than just going to school, but it affected our, our health care and everything else? Because again, if you don't have the education to get into certain doors, um, earn certain amount of wages, then your health care, all these other things suffer, your ability to get a house and just all these yes. other things are just connected to it. And I think sometimes people just thought it was, a, oh, you just can't go to college under that. No, it's far reaching. And so that That's episode exactly was right. very, That's very uh, right. impactful, you know, bringing to, to the fore uh, what that really did. And I'm hoping that people will go back after hearing some of this and say, I missed that podcast or I missed this one and go back and listen to some of that information that's out there because it is some very uh, vital life-giving information that we've been able to share. So I'm excited to, to be in studio and to be here with you today as we look back over our first year and celebrate the, the, the 13 episodes that we were able to do and, and say, so what, when you think about more, what are you thinking in terms of what are some of the things you would like to see more of as from the What's Up Cuss podcast? Yeah, well, our first guest is going to be um, an author of children's books. So we um, are going to have um, just center the, um, you know, children and, and, and their learning opportunities. And so we're going to have an author who's going to be talking about um, the series of books that she's written, The Adventures of Sable Brown is what it's called. And so we're going to be looking forward to speaking with her about um, her why, if you will. And then we want to talk about, you know, we were talking last year, we talked about we wanted to do relationships. We're really going to center relationships, dun, 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 yeah, as right, you right. always. Where's my, like, where's my button? Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to hit my scary button. Hit your scary button. You know? <laughs> For real. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So uh, we really want to talk um, 
this time really centering relationships because we know in the public space there's this um, contentiousness and a lot of tension between um, uh, men and women, particularly when we look at our communities, the African-American um, community. And so I was just reading something the other day, just talking about the dismantling of the family, but thinking about the number of men who've been um, victims of mass incarceration. And so the availability for Black men, um, for um the, the women and how that has just been um, a systematic way in which families have been decentered. De I think it's um, something that we want to talk about, but, and, and also how do we think about relationships in um, the, in 2024? Uh, sometimes people think that the old fashioned relationships um, are passe, but I would suggest to you that I like old fashioned. And so, yeah, I, I, so I thinking guess, about something like that, I must be old fashioned. Cause you know, I'm still into opening doors and I open doors for, for Melissa, any, any, woman if, if, if I'm right. a woman I grab doors I open doors I open the doors to the building restaurant whatever I guess I'm a little old-fashioned and I, no, I think I, you just... know I think that that's still good you know I know sometimes you get mad at me when I like act like I want to touch the handle oh you sorry sir out I... all quick wait a minute I'm gonna get I know, that like okay you're chill like, out you're like, hey, but he's like when I'm driving myself I say you're not driving yourself you're absolutely okay. you, like, you okay. correct me in a minute but I really um thoroughly enjoy that and then I think we want to talk about um you know, obviously some of the uh, public uh, challenges and discourse going on in our society um, right now, it's 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 almost um, you can barely say anything for somebody kind of putting you in a camp or whatever. But how do we have and lean into um, conversations where you don't have to be put in one camp or the other, but we just kind of center humanity. And so as we think about the wars that's going on and then um, the upcoming election, how do we have um, public discourse where um, we can just be open and free to have a conversation, but people don't label you? Right. I think that that's a real challenge right now in our society. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And with, with the media that, you know, I say we have more news coverage than we ever had. And I'm not talking about channels 2, 4, 11, and 12 and all that. I'm talking about everybody with these cell phones recording and, 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 and putting everything and posting everything. And so you're right. You can end up labeled and end up in a category and, and, you know, sometimes I tell people all the time, hey, let's have a conversation. Don't text me because I may misinterpret the text or the meaning of the text or the email. Sometimes let's just have a conversation. But I agree with you. I want to be able to have that conversation free of feeling like I'm going to get thrown into a box or a label. So, yeah, that's going to be a great conversation piece there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was listening to something today that talked about. You know, um, sometimes people don't recognize how new our democracy is um, as the United States of America. We're, we're still we're still a young democracy. And so what does that mean when people uh, would offer that, you know, our democracy is is under attack? And, and, and so for African-American people, what is that meant when I when I think about um, you know, our the full rights of a citizen. Um, we did not have them until um, the late 60s. So what does that really mean as we began to um, interrogate what democracy means for um, African-American people in, in, in this country? And so I think we have a lot of um, 
opportunity to advance a conversation that might be a little bit different, but certainly timely um, for our audience. So I'm looking forward to that. And what about you? What are some other subjects that you think we ought to tackle this year? Well, you know, you said something and, and I would love to have, you know, it, 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 there's this thing and I don't know how to how to put it in the right category or whatever, but I would love to have a conversation that will educate our people just how powerful we really are as a people, our economic uh, power. Yes, you know, we, trillions of dollars yes, that we, we put into the, the economy. Yes, and we really don't, it, it, and we don't get the credit for what we put in. And and now you and I, we, we now that this is, we getting in trouble right here, but we, we love yeah, fashion. Well. We love fashion. I'm, I'm in no shopping yeah, January, yeah, yeah, even yeah, though yes. I failed already. It's only day seven, <laughs> but I failed already. You said, I don't need dry January. I need no shopping January. Well, you listen. <laughs> even though I failed already, but I'm trying. <laughs> listen, I, I ordered some things, but I was ordering it for the organization we're both a part of and, whatever, and, and it, said, it said something was coming i got excited because fedex was coming and then when it came it was the stuff for the organization i was like oh <laughs> sh- that was no fun you know <laughs> what a letdown you know a mug you know, what a letdown <laughs> January. It's like, oh my but, goodness but how really how cool. do we do you know i know we're going to talk about fashion because we both love fashion we do right. we love putting it together looking good how do you do that you know how I, I can i'm looking forward to being able to be how do you do fashion and not have to spend nine million dollars to do it how do you put a nice piece with a with a lesser uh quality or lesser brand name piece i won't even say lesser quality but a lesser brand name piece how can you style yourself you know i'm looking forward because i know you are a closet fashion fastanisha you and i uh, you style people you help people i know when i'm looking for something or whatever from my my wife is looking for something you'll be like oh give me a minute and you next thing you know there's a whole outfit will come in the email you you don't put it together you know but how how do we show people how to do that how to be a fashionista on a budget, if you will. So I'm looking Absolutely. forward to that. And that's one of the things that I'm doing um, this year actually is, you know, shopping our closets, right? And then also, um, you know, when you get to um, where I'm at in, in my station of life, I have a lot of things. Um, I, I have been decluttering, but I'm also being more intentional about how I shop. So making sure that I'm bringing sustainable fashion. Um, and then also I said, I'm going to buy one um, item that might be a little bit more pricier, but one a month, you know, so if I wanted to do something, but also um, going into you know, thrift shopping, you can have so many wonderful things from a thrift store. And that also um, what I've learned is how that thrifting actually helps the um environment because you're not the number of the, the gallons of water that it takes to make one item. People don't recognize that and, and the pollutants that it puts into the air. So I'm really trying to be more um, conscientious about how I shop, but also from an environmental standpoint as well. So we want to really talk about that. And, you know, I have a, I just have sort of my little Instagram that I just kind of go and see whatever everybody else is doing. But my um, Instagram name is InStyle PhD. Okay. In style PhD. So anyway, I go in and I just really um, learn from um, different people. I have some of my favorite um, folks that I um, that I um, follow: uh, politics and fashion, and um, Janae Naylor, and the Yousefs, and it's Carolyn Gray. So these are in in Brown She. So these I have about five that I follow all the time because they just. Um, 
are extraordinary um, Black women. Um, but they just, you know, range from high to low and they uh, they, they just do it well. They um, elevate uh, their style and also um, they, they, they teach as well. So I've learned so much from them. So really want to also give a shout out to them as um, we um, think about how to center fashion and, and, and sharing their platforms as well. Well, you know, one of the things when you were talking, I thought about, and then we had talked about this a while ago, I mean, a long time ago, so much so, and it just came back to my mind. I really would like to maybe do something on caring for the temple. And I'm not talking about the church temple. I'm talking about the physical temple. Uh, as a pastor, as a bishop, I travel, I preach uh, different cities and everything. One thing that I've noticed is that seemingly, and I'll just say it like that, uh, church individuals that attend church uh, seem to always be on the unhealthy side. It's, I don't know whether uh -huh. it's after church, get out and we go eat the fried chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy and cornbread at, at, at 1030 and 11 o'clock at night and then go to sleep. But how do we care for this temple? How do we not just fix it up on the outside? We can do that with the fashion. But I know that you are very conscious and you're always talking about you won't like that, Dr. Brock, because you'll be eating, you know, seaweed and snow grass. And, <laughs> and, and try this snow grass shake. Right. It, it's going to cleanse you. you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. you know, but again, I would love to do something around caring for the temple and making people aware. People often say, ah, you can't afford to, you know, eat healthy because it costs too much. It costs, but when you think about the cost to your body in the yes. end, does it really cost too much? So I think that would be something that I would like to look oh, at. Oh, I'd love to to do that and, and, and bring an expert, you know, nutritionist on to, to help us. And I think we should probably do that early on. I know that people are you know we you you and I don't believe in resolutions maybe com right. recommitments of some things but um, I know that this is a time where people are um, exploring what they should do around their health and so maybe we can look at um, getting a nutritionist on early on um, this year but I think that that's absolutely right because one of the things that I know is just like with everything else when your health is in order, then everything else falls into place. When your health is out of order, then it you, it this seems like there's a lot of chaos um, in your life because your temple is just not um, where it ought to be. So um, I'm always constantly working on the temple. And so I think that that's absolutely um, something that we should look into. Okay. And then another thing that I um, have just been... Um, pretty much just trying to figure out where I'm in this space is when I think about what's going on in this world about um, black women who are at the helm of institutions, nonprofits or what have you. And um, seemingly the attack that happens when um, black women show up as leaders. Um, I was listening to something the other day and um, someone was talking about their experience when um, their boss is a black woman or um, when the level of scrutiny. And as, as you know, my PhD was looking at the, um, the ascension uh, vulnerability and self-efficacy of black women at the apex of philanthropy. But that really, the, what I learned spills over into any sector. Um, and I don't know if people recognize um, the intersectionality of race and gender and how that shows up in spaces. 
because as a woman leader in, in, in the nonprofit space, I don't necessarily get the grace that um, men and, and black or white men and white women, quite frankly, um, will get. So I really think that we have to interrogate what that really looks like and how women are experiencing spaces where they might be the um, only or the first um, and how they're negotiating these spaces. Because right now, you know, we don't know if there were DEI hires or, you know, some people just question why are they there anyway? I can certainly say, well, 30 years ago, I founded my own organization. I know there are many folks who are talking about, you know, developing your own, being an entrepreneur. So you show up and you create. Um, so I, I thank God that I've had the opportunity to um, create and develop something. So I did not inherit something. I developed that, but there has, there's still their own, uh, the consequences and challenges with that. But I really want to begin to center black women and have conversations about what that looks like and strategies for, um, black women who show up in these spaces because it can be daunting and very lonely. Yeah, that that's very, very true. You know, one of the things as you were just talking, I think that we we visited it uh, not not as a subject, but probably something that we really uh, I would love to really take on uh, as one of our podcast topics, and that's really the um, mental health and wellness discussing yeah. you know that that the challenges that we have in the African American community. I, I'm a firm believer that not everything is prayed out. Now, That's I, right. I got some pastors that would disagree with me, and I understand that. But for me as a pastor and a leader, I understood when my daughter passed away, I didn't pray that off of me. I had to talk. I went to a therapist and sat down right. and talked. I had to talk it out and to understand what I was feeling and how I was processing that the absence of her in my life. And so I've come to the, to the understanding not everything is prayed out. And I know a lot in our African community we think that, you know, going to the, the, the seeing a psychologist or the psychiatrist and all that is taboo and that makes you weak and everything else. But I would really love to talk from a healthy perspective around mental health and wellness in our communities. Oh, I, I think that that's critical. I think, you know, what I always say is that God made, made the therapist, he made the psychiatrist and all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, God gives us purpose. That and part. so for those who have been purposed to be therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists, those are folks who um, God has put on this planet to help his people. And so I think that if we, the reframing and creating a different narrative around that, um, too often, I, I mean, I think you're right, but um, as a people, we are so unhealthy um, in terms of our own um, mental wellness because we refuse to admit that we too have sad days and sad moments. Yeah. I mean, I know when my three siblings died, I had to figure out how to process and manage. And so while I prayed, I also um, sought out. So I'm someone who talks in general. And so when I went to see it, I called her my girlfriend, you know, I said, I'm going to go see my girlfriend. You know, so <laughs> I called her my girlfriend, you know, but she's like, Sherry, you really just have to have, you know, have somebody help you manage all the stuff that you're thinking about. But because I am a talker, um, 
I'm able to process out loud and I don't hold a lot in um, because I know that I can't manage that. But I do think we have to be able to create that safe space for people to have those conversations and not feel blame or shame. But it's just called life. You know, as they say, life be life. And so we have to be able to understand that life happens to all of us. Absolutely. I mean, transparency. You know, I had one of those moments the other day and I picked up the phone and was like, I'm just like. I don't like today, you know, <laughs> so Absolutely. This, this day, I want to take this day off the calendar. So it does happen and it happens to the best of us, you know, so Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm Absolutely. looking forward to that. that would I'm be, looking that forward great. to that, that too. And, um, and what else? I mean, we, we, we probably got about 20 subjects. Listen, it's just rolling <laughs> off our tongues here. If we do all of this, it's going to be a great year. <laughs> it really is. But I, I, I really, um, you know, again, want to um, thank you just for the consistency. I know you and I are both traveling a lot toward the end of the year, so we miss November and December, but we'll make up for those um, couple of months. But we've been really consistent, and I think for me, um, at the end of the day, this is really about us advancing conversation that people can just really, you know, um, hang on to and be able to find joy and and glean some um, new knowledge. But for us, it's um, just a way that you and I connect. But um, also, if we just get a morsel of information out to people and they 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 jump on that and then create um, it, it reverberates in their spirits that they can do something else with it. We're great. We're grateful for that. Absolutely. I, I think all the time. I think of black excellence. And when I think of black excellence, you know, there are people that come to mind and a lot of a lot of people put the big stars out there when they think of black excellence, those on screen and everything else. But, you know, for me, one of those persons of black excellence is my co-host, you. I, oh, I look at you. what you do and I look at how you do it and I look at how you remain humble and you constantly point the finger back to God, not to you for all that you've achieved. I've been with you when you've spoken to the, the hundreds, the thousands. I've seen you on the big stage. I've traveled with you, seen the doors and things, and I've seen how people have uh, have regard for you and, and what God has allowed you to achieve. And even in all of that, I watch black excellence. It's personified in your walk. So that would be a great topic as well. Black excellence, but not, not going out here, finding the movie stars, but black excellence, these individuals that are in the everyday trenches that may not even get the level of recognition that they deserve. They're, they're out there where they're everywhere. So that's, that's something else, but I'm too. That's really good. And I, and I think for me, uh, when you recognize your purpose, you really don't have to flaunt it. You just have to be it. And so for me, it really is this operating in the gifts, talents, and abilities that I've been um, gifted with and, and born with from and, and serving in purpose. I tell people that I live and walk in purpose on purpose. And so um, I, I think being able to have a platform and, and and to do things that we do in the child welfare space and really trying to create a better world for um, the young people, our families and communities, it's just a gift. And it's um, an extraordinary opportunity that we've been able to, um, to be a part of for well over four decades. And so just working with you and being able to develop this podcast to 
be able to talk about these um, very protracted and salient issues in our um, community is so important as well. One of the things that we 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 tackled a little bit, but not um, a lot, was really on gun violence and our and community violence and just um, toxicity within our communities. I think we want to also um, think about that because when I think about the um, the epigenetics of slavery and how it just transfers in our souls and our spirits and through our DNA. No one really talks about that, but Dr. Joy DeGruy, she talks about that when she looks at post-traumatic slave syndrome, but we really have to talk about um, how that is really transcend and how that works, how that's in operation today. People are like, oh, that was many years ago, but people don't recognize the transference, but how do we understand and and, and, and get back to who we who we are as a people and just begin to celebrate that that's something that's really near and dear to my heart that we really got to begin to lift ourselves up and walk in rooms like we own the rooms right, right? and right. begin to celebrate who we are in that in that context of black excellence so i really um, appreciate what you're saying because it, it's about the next generation of young people um, to carry our work forward absolutely absolutely is as we know, we are building and we want to leave a legacy, you know, and, and the Bible says that a good a good parent leaves a legacy to their children. And then we always think it's money. It's not legacy is more than money. You know, that's so, right. That's so right. When we talk that's about right. leaving a legacy. What are we leaving behind? No more than just the famous biscuit recipe. I don't want to leave something else behind. <laughs> you you know, there you go. We that, always we want that biscuit we want recipe. To do. We want that to listen. Yeah, <laughs> we certainly do. Listen, to, you know, I'm still, I'm still listening. When I get to heaven, I'm gonna ask my mother and my grandmother, why didn't you give that sweet potato cobbler recipe to nobody? Ah, nobody knows how to make. We nobody, still to nobody out, huh? can't make it. I'm telling you, she made one that just made the angels sing but she left here and took it with her you know my mother tried to make it my aunt tried to make it nobody could make that recipe whatsoever and so i'm i'm, I'm gonna get there and be like grandma i just got one question like one why, question. Why'd, why'd you take that but again we want we want to leave uh, a legacy to those coming behind us we want to yes. leave something for them to look up to and aspire to and to carry on and to build upon so yes that's that's going to be exciting as well so you know we 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 understand that all we didn't knock it out the park you know we try to be balanced and honest here on this podcast we know we didn't knock it all out the park the way we wanted to what is something where we I need to about work you. i think that we did i mean you know for our first time around like you talk to you say that about yourself but we no, no i i hear what you're saying i mean clearly we were we were learning and we thank our audience for just learning and growing with us right. and we hope that you know we weren't trying to see how many likes we had and all that sort right. of stuff we really just trying to um build and i think this year we can be more intentional about how we build um and um again that consistency we were um so absolutely i i think you and i will sit down with our agenda and get our guests lined up but i'm very proud about yeah. um what we put together last year so absolutely. you know i'm, I'm absolutely. going to say that see this is a part of that excellence understanding that we fell forward right 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 <laughs> so, 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 we fell forward with understanding that there's those those um failing forwards the opportunity to 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 do better and but i was just very pleased with what we had put together from last year absolutely 
You just say you wait, wait, raising your hand and clapping out. Where's that clap button? You, That's you right. I just hit it. I just hit it. <laughs> oh, okay, you, you hit that clap button. So absolutely. But, but we will definitely, um, you know, and, and and I also think that we want to um, think about how do we, you know, we've been doing the um, audio, but maybe this year we also do the video yeah. recording yeah. Um, this yeah. year too, so that people can see. Well, who is that, Doctor Brock? Right. Who is that, Doctor right. Medea? Are they really real people, or the is this AI? Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> sure, that would be excellent. We can definitely branch off of that because I was looking. We did a couple episodes by way of Zoom, and so I'm looking and I'm watching it in the Zoom, and I'm like, this would be cool to have the camera so people can actually see it. So yes, absolutely. So we we got some things ahead of us, and I know that the What's Up Cuz podcast is going to do even greater and better than it did in our first year as we launch into our second year as we bring on uh, an additional guest and as you said we're going to start the year off focusing on children and the children's author the book author uh for the uh, sable brown the adventures of sable brown that's going to be exciting and we're going to branch off we got some great topics to do some homework on and get some guests lined up so i'm looking forward to what the what's up cause podcast is going to do in 2024 and i'm grateful again for you and for all that you bring, uh, black excellence, as I said, personified the education and just the way that you bring the polish and the grace to the podcast. I appreciate every episode that I get to sit across from you and to share in these various topics. And I'm always leaving better than I came. So I couldn't ask for a greater host, a co-host to do this with. So thank you for who you are. And I look forward to what we're going to do in 2024 with the What's Up Cuz podcast. Well, back at you, cuz. Back at you. Absolutely. And as I like to say, what's up, cuz? What's up, cuz?